0: Susan as she comes tonight I feel the presence of the Lord here I have felt him all day long I was reading in the Bible today after I got home from work and it's just such a sweet spirit And I I just want to just take a minute and just thank him for being among us tonight. Thank him for who he is. And I want to just praise him tonight because he's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our praise. Despite if he doesn't do anything else for us, he is worthy of our praise. I want to go right into the word tonight. Because I feel urgency too, and I feel an urgency to get to prayer time tonight because I think it's so vital and that the Lord really wants to do something in our prayer time tonight. I'm going to be reading from Matthew 16, and I'm just going to be reading a few verses and, and talking about those verses. In I'm gonna begin at verse number 13 where Jesus was with his disciples. And it says, now when Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he went with his disciples. And Caesarea Philippi was a city that was dominated by moral activities and pagan worship where the unthinkable things were done. Caesarea Philippi was the religious center for worship of the Greek god Pan. And at the actual city was named Panias in his honor. Jesus chose to bring the disciples to this specific place, a pagan city, full of vile and evil practices to talk to them about building A church that would overcome the worst of evils and to ask them an important question found in verse 13 Who do people say that the Son of Man is? In verse 14, they answered him Some say that you're John the Baptist, others say that you are Elijah. And still others, Jeremiah, are one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? I believe the Lord is posing that question to us tonight. Who do you believe the Son of Man is? This was a strategic question that Jesus was asking the disciples. Simon replied, You are the Christ, the Messiah. You're the anointed one, the son of the living God. And I believe that the evil place where they were standing on this day that hell trembled at his declaration that Jesus was the Christ, the son of the living God. And then Jesus answered him and said, Blessed are favored by God are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood or mortal man has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. If we believe who Jesus is, like Simon did, without doubt, then we can say when it feels like there is no hope that he is the son of the living God. With that, when everything is turned upside down, we can still say he is the son of the living God. And when the enemy tries to destroy you, he is the son of the living God. He is powerful. He is steadfast, he is faithful, and nothing surprises him. He is in control, even in a world today that we feel like things are out of control. And the gates, and yes, he's here yesterday, today. And forever, and so it was because of the revelation that shot Simon had of who Jesus was, that there was a permanent name change from Simon to Peter. And Jesus said, today, I am changing your name to Peter, meaning little rock. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not come against it. Today, we are also foundational rocks or foundational stones. If you have answered the question, who do you say that I am correctly? You are a part of the building of the church of Jesus Christ. In verse 19, the last verse that I'm going to read, it says, I will give you the keys or authority of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind, forbid, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth will already be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, or you permit, declare lawful on earth, will have already been loosed in heaven. It is past time that we, the church of the living God, get our eyes, get our keys out, and exercise our authority over our enemy and the evil going on around us. It's time for us to walk in the revelation of who he is. He is asking each one of us, who do you say that I am? So why was it so important to go to Caesarea Philippi to ask the disciples the question, who do you say that I am? The disciples must have been shocked since Jesus took them to a place avoided by the Jews and forbidden to go near this city. They would have to walk 25 miles away from this region because it was so perverted. And another reason Jesus brought them to Caesarea Philippi was because he did not want them to be fearful and hide from evil. He wants them to boldly storm the gates of hell. So let's talk a minute about Caesarea Philippi. Pan was their god. And this was the god that they worshipped. Pan was a perverted demonic spirit that would personify or take on human fo- the human form of a god. Steve, if you would put up the picture. Pan was half goat, and half man, and presented himself in this likeness. Picture number two, this is a picture of the area where Pam was worshiped. The temple, which is the building to my right, was used to worship Pam and make literal human sacrifices. And may I add that most of these sacrifices was mostly babies. The temple was located in front of a huge cave, and in this picture you can see the mouth of the cave on the right behind it, where they would take their human sacrifices after the ritual was completed. This cave had a pool of water that led into a spring, and it was there they would throw their sacrifices into the depths of the water, which was known as, get this, the gates of hell. And believed to be a literal portal portal to Hades and to hell. On the other side of the spring was a spring that also flowed into the Jordan River. And when sacrifices was thrown into this water, inside this cave, if they saw nothing in the water, it meant that their sacrifice was accepted. But if they saw blood, it meant that their offering was not accepted. And they saw this water as a symbol of the underworld and thought that their gods traveled to and from the world through these caves. So in order to entice the return of their God, the people committed detestable Acts such as prostitution, sexual interaction between humans and goats to worship false gods. And as they worship, demonic spirits would come in and out of the cave that still exists today. If you look closely, you can also see up carved up in the mountains. Was places that housed statues of gods and other pagan images. To my left, you see people standing, and this was a courtyard area with a statue of Pan, where pagan rituals and idol activities would continuously go on throughout the day. There were many words, there are many words today that are derived from the word. God pan. First, see if you recognize these, panic attack. Webster's de- definition of the word panic is sudden, uncontrollable, fear, or anxiety, which is derived from the word panikos, literally meaning pan. Pandemonia is another root word of pan, meaning wild and nosebleed noisy disorder or confusion pan plus demonic activity is the word pandemonium so how about the word pantheism a doctrine that identifies god with the universe coming from the word pam and anything goes worship who you want There's not just one God. Does this sound familiar to you today? So how about the word pandemic? In 2019, COVID turned our world upside down. It affected our government. It affected our churches. It affected our homes and life as we knew it. Finally, how about the word pansexual, meaning sexually or romantically attracted to people regardless of sex or gender? Does that sound familiar to you? That same demonic spirit pan is still present in our world today. The enemy wants us to be fearful, to, the, to lie down, to shut our mouths and to give up. But we but who do you say that he is that we serve? We need to rise up and declare what Peter did in the face of the enemy's demonic attacks and say, You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. As we read it, we read before in Matthew 16 and 18, Jesus told Simon, today, I'm changing your name to Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Meaning Jesus is the rock. And Peter would be a foundational stone for the building of the church. Jesus came as flesh. He died on a cross. He rose triumphantly from the grave, and then he went and took back the keys of death, hell, and the grave to destroy the gates of hell and build his church on top of it. Jesus came to bring something new, and that was not pagan worship, not evil, but to bring something holy, something good, and overcome evil and transferring his authority to us when he ascended to heaven after the resurrection and put us on the offensive to take down evil. It is time. Ed Seals, come down here. Come down here to the front, Ed. And I tell you, Ed, that you are a foundational stone to the building of the church. Terry Lawrence, come down here. You are a foundational rock or stone to the building of the church. Cassie King, come down here. You are... A stone in the building of the church of the kingdom of God. Brad Nicole Burden, come down here. You are stones, foundational stones in the building of the kingdom of God. Devin Richardson, come down here. You are a stone. A of the building of the foundational, you're a foundational stone to the kingdom of God. Brother and Sister Marvin, come down here. You are stones and foundational stones to the building of the kingdom of God. Sandra Persons, come down here. Sandra, you are a stone, a foundational piece to the building of the kingdom of God. Amanda, Amanda from Christway, way, come down here. You are a foundational stone to the building of the kingdom of God. Margie Shipman, come down here. You are a foundational stone to the building of the kingdom of God. And in unity, we are to build the church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against us. And the gates of hell will not prevail against us. Just stay down here. When we have full understanding of who God is, something will shift in the atmosphere. And as we stand against the gates of hell, it won't matter what the news says. It won't matter what the doctor says. It won't matter what the bank account says. Why? Because Christ is the solid rock on which I stand. And he is saying tonight, who do you say that I am? And may I tell you, he is the Christ. And I declare it tonight. He is the Christ, the son of the living God. He is the Christ, the son of the living God. Can I have some of my older generation up here, brother and sister uh, Marvin, Ed, and Terry, kind of stand up here in front and face the, the congregation, please. Then I want you, the younger ones, I want you to find a place in between them. Margie, come over here. Amanda over here. Sandra. <laughs> You know, I understand that this generation, that our youth are vital stones and we don't have any youth in here tonight or I would have called them up here for the building of the future church. But what about our older foundational people? It takes all of us. We need those who have walked through the fire seen the miracles and the outpourings of the Holy Spirit and have interceded in prayer, my Bible does not give an age limit or a time of retirement from building of the kingdom of God. There is no time for anyone to sit down and say that I'm tired, but we need to be working together, young, old, small, Toward the building of the kingdom of God. We have to be unified stones as one body. If you would all link your arms together, because you know why we draw strength from one another. And we gain power to destroy the works of the enemy and stand against the gates of hell. Have you ever noticed how much the Bible speaks specifically in the New Testament in regards to unity in the body of Christ? So as we get ready to pray tonight... We're going to have to know and be secure in God, the God we serve, and press in together through difficult times. Being confident of who he is, who is the Christ, the son of the living God. If the rest of the congregation would make your way down here for prayer, I'd like each and every one of you to come down here.